I want to talk today about a topic called unsubscribe. That's the topic that we're looking at. And it's the title for the message today is deleting spiritual spam. Unwanted emails are irritating, but you have an adversary that will always be attempting to clog your inbox with rubbish emails. The rubbish from our past, our failures, our disappointments, maybe fears. These messages have no purpose, they serve no value, and they waste our time, and they distract us from the journey that God has called us to. And so, if you think about your own inbox, I was really tempted this afternoon to somehow get my cell phone on the screen, but then I thought people would start sending emails and text messages, so I thought probably better not. But if I was to show you my inbox, Everyone gets spam emails, but I don't know about you, but when I see them, the first thing I do is just swipe left, right? And it deletes it permanently. It puts it into your box, into your deleted section, and that's it, gone. And yet for some of us, we take a moment to actually look at these emails. We entertain the lies. You know the the ones, I'm not going to say where, but there's certain parts of the world where so-and-so has just inherited $20 million and they would like to share some of that with you. Can I just have your bank details and your passport number and other bits and pieces and then we will send you $10 million, should we say. Those attempts are there to distract and to deceive us. We know that the source of those types of emails is not genuine. They also possess potential harm to us, and they add no value to our lives. And the same is true for us spiritually. There will be people, and there will be the enemy that will attempt to deceive you through lies, through facades, false perceptions, and yet sometimes we give them our attention. It is not our portion. Consider this. Every lie that you choose to believe is a chain of bondage that you will carry. Do not listen to them. Do not listen to the spam. Those words are designed to paralyze us. We have to learn to filter this afternoon. Identify the spam, identify the lies, identify the deceptions, and press the delete to those lies. John 8, 44. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you will. John 8, 44. The devil himself is a liar. He is the father of lies and all that is false the enemy will perpetually lie to you. He wants to infect your thinking, your mindsets, and start feeding into every lie that you will then choose to accept. Often, isn't it, when we are deceived, it's only after the event. You know, you think about different situations in your lives where you've been deceived, you only recognize that after the event. Maybe it's a financial transaction, maybe it's a business agreement, maybe it's a relationship that you got into where you were deceived by someone or something, but the price has then got to be paid after the event. The enemy is the liar, and his only weapon is to deceive you and to help make you start believing in him. And so today, the goal is simple, to find an antidote to the spam, because God has a unique plan for every single one of us as children of God. He passionately desires that we know him and we know his perfect will and intention. And through that, we have to learn to live in a way where we will flourish in our calling, where our inbox is clean, where the spam is not present, and we live in the fullness of who we are as sons and daughters of the Most High God. The enemy will do all he can to stop us, but we know that there is a path to victory. So the key portion of text today is Nehemiah 6. There's three things that I think we can do that will help us on this journey where we can then learn to live in that victory, live in that freedom. The first is this, prayer, a commitment to prayer. Look at Nehemiah 6 verse 9. Our enemies were trying to scare us, 
thinking they will get too weak to work. Then the wall will not be finished. But I prayed, God, make me strong. That should be our prayer every single day in our lives. Throughout Nehemiah's life, he lived a faithful life of prayer and the word of God continually calls us to seek God in prayer and to seek his face. We are only kidding ourselves if we think that we can go further in our journey with Christ, in our walk with Christ, without being in prayer, without seeking him and his plan and purpose for our lives. Nehemiah prayed for himself, he prayed for God's work, he prayed for God's people, and he also prayed for his enemies. Your greatest weapon against the enemy is the word of God and prayer. The enemy cannot stop God answering our prayers, but he can do everything to stop us from praying faithfully. And it takes humility on our part to recognize maybe we don't pray as much as we should. Maybe we're not as intentional as we could be on this. And when we humble ourselves and we walk in humility to that, we find that actually we can overcome because that's the goal for us. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your burdens unto him for he cares for you. Prayer should be at the epicenter of everything that we do as a Christian. It's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of wisdom. James 1 verse 5, But if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously without reproach, and it will be given to him. The second element is plan. Be committed to God's plan for your life. Look at the start of Nehemiah 6. We see the story. He lives a life of service and sacrifice, and he is rewarded in his journey, as we see throughout Nehemiah, because he remains faithful to God's plan. He lived a life as a cupbearer. The odds on him accomplishing the task that God gave him was seemingly impossible. He had no chance in the natural, and yet he had God with him. And his enemies were jealous. His enemies were trying to put him off. His enemies were trying to distract him. But he chose to stay grounded. He chose to stay faithful. And so the question for you today is, where are you in God's plan in your life? Are you where you thought you would be today? Or are you still being trudged down by the challenges and the issues and the people and the, the situations of life? Or are you allowing the word of God to bring life into every situation? Are you finding ways of clearing the decks, clearing the challenges, dealing with the problems that you have, or are we allowing those things to clog up our inbox, take over our thoughts, take over the situations? Because that's not what we're called to live in. And it's not easy, I appreciate that. It's, it's not easy to overcome, but we can when we choose to place our trust in God and His Word and His promises. We don't just earn victory, but we then get to live in that victory. Is that the plan and purpose of God for our lives? Is that what we want this afternoon? We want to walk in that? We have to then learn to make some conscious, intentional choices. We need to unsubscribe from stuff. You know, how many times do you go into a store and the first thing they say is, oh, we'll give you $10 off or 10% off if you sign up to the mailing list. And you're like, okay, I saved some money. So you sign up and then they send you stuff a week later. Then you unsubscribe. Then you find that you resubscribed. It's not cool. All you need to know is this. April is a long way away. So a small, a, small, a small confession this afternoon. If I have your email address, 1st of April could be a little dicey for one or two of you because um, I, I do like to engage in a little bit of um, April Fool's jokes. And people's email addresses 
make very, very useful um, facilities, shall I say, in doing that. The problem is that you yourself then end up getting spammed. So there are one or two of us in the room that have maybe endured uh, repeated sufferings on this, where you can sign up to certain websites, nothing like immoral or anything, and um, <laughs> I promise you. And uh, what they do is you can put your name in and your mobile number and your email, and you're allowed to you know, tell them what it is that you'd like a callback. And they take the time to call you back and ask you some questions about the, um, maybe the procedures and, and the potential situations that you want to explore as you get older in life. And um, <laughs> you then have to unsubscribe from these websites and unsubscribe from these mailing lists and the stuff that they then send to your house. Um, please don't do it to me. My spam filters at KT for the KT email is very high, so I probably don't even get some of the emails I should get. Um, but it's a good opportunity to enjoy that. But jokes aside, when we sign up for this stuff, it crams your inbox. I did it to a work colleague, and he got something like 200 emails in the first day, and it just rose and rose and rose. And then he had to spend days going to the bottom of every email, unsubscribe, right-click, block. And it just, it just drains you, right? That's not the goal for us this afternoon. So please don't be worried for those of you that I have your emails. I won't do it, I promise. I'm good. <laughs> Some really nervous people over here. But for us on this journey, we have to learn that actually to live clean, to live well for God, is to have a really, really minimal inbox, to be really intentional with that. I try with my work email to have 20 emails or less in my inbox. I work very hard at that. I deal with the issue. I move it to a, uh, another folder, and then I move on. I have a personal email, which I don't give to anyone. Nobody has that, and nobody will get that. That has not one email in the inbox because it's literally just for family and for when I book holidays, nothing else. So the inbox is always clean. I never have to risk, never have to worry about opening spam or opening emails that aren't relevant to me or these chain things where you get forwarded stuff, you know, press amen and send to 10 people. Nonsense, it's nonsense. I can't find that anywhere in the Bible. Please don't do that to me either, yeah? You know what I'm talking about. My goal for you today is unsubscribe from some stuff. Some stuff you might have been signed up from me for, sorry. Other stuff you intentionally signed up for. So some of us signed up for a bad relationship. Some of us signed up for a bad mindset. Some of us signed up for bad attitudes. Some of us signed up for bad situations at work. It's time to unsubscribe from those. You don't have to, just because they keep sending you those emails, you don't have to keep reading them. You don't have to keep embracing them. You don't have to keep endorsing them. You can choose to unsubscribe at any time. And it's very, very easy to do. The third thing is that we must learn to stay focused and build. Nehemiah 6, verses 2 through 4. Get this. Anyone who is willing to put the will of God first in their life, you are going to encounter trouble from the enemy. The moment you go about doing God's work, the enemy is going to step in. Verse 2, come, let us meet amongst, among the villages in the, plains, in the plain site of Ono. The enemies wanted to get Nehemiah isolated. They wanted him miles away from home, away from God's plan, away from God's work, probably or possibly to kill him. How many times can you, any of us here think that the enemy has tried to take us away from doing God's work when we've been building something? Maybe it's the obvious or the unobvious behaviors that we have, the seen and the unseen elements that we find ourselves in. And yet Nehemiah's response is very, very predictable. He rejects their offer. This should be our response too. 
Don't open those emails that say, send me your bank details and we'll split the $20 million. Reject that offer. Delete it. Don't accept it. He is busy doing God's work. Why would he stop doing that to come down and talk with enemies? It serves no purpose. No distractions. Don't open those emails. Don't get sidetracked. Those enemies could not contribute anything to his life. He knows that they're up to no good. What could he possibly gain from encountering them and meeting with them? Zero. Nothing. Verse 4. But these enemies still don't get the hint, do they? Three more times they send the same message to Nehemiah. Three more times he then responds the way he responded the first time. So we have to unsubscribe and stay unsubscribed. We can't unsubscribe and then resubscribe to a bad relationship six months down the line. So you can imagine after this that they would get the hint. The same is true for you and I. The enemy will not stop attempting to thwart your plans to build. And if you want a real kicker, look at verse 17. Even after the walls have been built, they are still sending him letters to intimidate him. So make no mistake, even when you gain victory, even when you gain victory in every single situation in your life, those challenges, those issues are still going to come. You know, Nehemiah faced relentless opposition even after the wall was built. It didn't stop. It's a bit like those uh, emails in the video that we saw. They keep coming. You know, you unsubscribe and it seemingly you did it and yet they still found challenges. Here's the conclusion. Nehemiah knew that renewal is on the way for God's people. That is our goal today. That is our purpose, a sense of renewal. We cannot allow our past to hold our future hostage. Learn from the past, but leave it in the past. 1 John 5 verse 18, no one who has become part of God's family makes a practice of sinning, for God holds him securely and the devil cannot get his hands on him. Is the enemy powerful? Yes. But Jesus is all-powerful. Luke 10, verse 19, all power on heaven and earth is given to me. Then he delegated that power to you. Behold, I give you the authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means will hurt you. You know, we have to learn to live in that victory this afternoon. We have to learn to walk in who we are as sons and daughters of God. We have to be intentional about our choices, about where we go, about who we listen to. People will give you all sorts of ideas and reflections and considerations and viewpoints, but ultimately we have to stand on the Word of God. We have to stand on what the Word of God says about our lives. We have to embrace His promises over our lives, not the lies that seemingly come in. When Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it in Matthew 16, right from there, from the first mention of the church in Scripture, Jesus is telling us that there's going to be opposition. So this is nothing new. And it shouldn't be new to any of us this afternoon. The further you go with God, the more the enemy is going to want to creep in. Because you are doing things for God, you're doing things for His kingdom, and therefore the enemy is going to want to distract, he's going to want to disarm, he's going to want to bring division into your life. But we have to stand on God's promises. Now the picture of the gates is not a church that is struggling to push back or struggling to fight against this incredible opposition. But rather this is a church that's on the move. This is a church that's alive. This is a church that's healthy and whole and walking in unity, smashing down those strongholds of the enemy. We're not feebly trying to brush him off. We are taking control. We are taking authority as sons and daughters of the Most High God 
that we have been given by God to operate in a way that leads to victory. The question is, do we want to unsubscribe? The question is, do we want to subscribe to the things of God, to his word, to his promises? We do this by deleting the spam in our lines. We break the chains of bondage, we break the mindsets, we break the lies, we break the deception. We pray, we plan, we build, just like Nehemiah. And in doing that, we live in victory. Anyone up for living in victory? Yeah. Anyone wanting to live in victory? Yeah. Anyone believe that we can live in victory? Yeah. Amen.